Everybody ready? Yep. Good evening to the October 10th, 2023 Lawrence City Commission meeting. We will begin tonight with a few words of instruction from our city clerk, uh, Sherry. Thank you, Mayor, and good evening, everyone. If you are attending this meeting via Zoom, please ensure you are muted and your video is off when you are not actively participating in the meeting. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. If you have any trouble, you can send a chat, and all chats go directly to the meeting host. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. When the mayor calls for public comment, those attending in person should approach the podium to indicate they wish to speak. Those participating via Zoom should use the raise hand function to indicate they wish to speak. Please leave your virtual hand raised until you are called on. Participants will be called upon in the order they appear on the meeting host screen. Please state your name before speaking and all comments will be limited to three minutes. Thank you, Sherry. We'll begin with item A, which is to approve the agenda. The city commission reserves the right to amend, supplement, or reorder the agenda during the meeting. Are there any commissioners that would like to change the agenda? Move to approve the agenda. Second. And a first and a second, all in favor? Aye. Aye, passes five to zero. On to item B, which is our proclamations. We will start proclamations with the month of October 2023 as Community Planning Month. And I'll be Becky and a few folks have a few things to say. Thank you very much. Um, first, I just did want to say thank you to the commission for proclaiming October Community Planning Month. Um, I also wanted to take this opportunity to acknowledge and express gratitude to our planners that through their hard work and dedication contribute to the success of Planning and Development Services Department, the City of Lawrence and Douglas County. The goal of planning is to maximize the health, safety, and economic well-being of all the people living in our communities. This involves thinking about how we can move around our community, how we attract and retain thriving businesses, where we want to live, and opportunities for recreation. It's about making informed decisions that consider the needs and aspirations of our diverse population, while also respecting the environment and promoting and preserving strong, welcoming neighborhoods. Planning plays, plays a pivotal role in ensuring that our communities thrive, provide high quality of life for all residents, and create communities of lasting value. So again, I just wanted to thank you all for recognizing planning tonight and for proclaiming this month Community Planning Month. Thank you. It's great to see everybody here. I'll read the proclamation now. Whereas change is constant and affects all cities, towns, suburbs, counties, boroughs, townships, rural areas, and other places, and whereas community planning and plans can help manage this change in a way that provides better choices for how people work and live, and whereas community planning provides an opportunity for all residents to be meaningfully involved in making choices that determine the future of their community, 
And whereas the full benefit of planning requires public officials and citizens who understand, support, and demand excellence in planning and plan implementation, and whereas the celebration of National Community Planning Month gives us the opportunity to publicly recognize the participation and dedication of the members of planning commissions and other citizen planners who have contributed their time and expertise to the improvement of the city of Lawrence and Douglas County. Whereas we recognize the valuable contribution made by professional community and regional planners of the city of Lawrence and extend our heartfelt thanks for your continued commitment to public service by these professionals. Now therefore I, Lisa Larson, Mayor of the City of Lawrence, Kansas, do hereby proclaim the month of October 2023 as Community Planning Month. Thank you for your service. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, our next proclamation is, is one that I have definitely been looking forward to, um, and that is a proclamation for a Hank Booth Day here in Lawrence. Um, I don't know of anybody, many people in Lawrence that haven't been impacted by his work throughout the decades, and so um, we put together a proclamation, and I'm going to just go ahead and read it. Whereas we gather here today to honor the memory of a truly remarkable Lawrence native, Hank Mills Booth, Henry Hank Mills Booth, born on May 24, 1946 to Arden and Elizabeth Booth. And whereas Hank Booth was not merely a radio personality, but a loving father and grandfather, a dedicated community leader, and an unwavering beacon of positivity and compassion in our beloved city. And whereas Hank's journey, began in Lawrence, Lawrence's schools and flourished as he took his, his first steps into the world of broadcasting at the ripe old age of 14 at KLWN, a radio station that would become synonymous with the Booth family name. And whereas Hank's dedication to Lawrence was exemplified through his daily radio show spanning five decades where he celebrated the joys of life, shared in the triumphs of our community, and stood as a comforting voice in the times of sorrow. And whereas Hank's career in broadcasting extended beyond the airwaves with notable roles such as the president of the Kansas Association of Broadcasters and the cherished voice of the Kansas Jayhawks, embodying his passion for both his craft and our beloved Jayhawks. Whereas Hank Booth's love for Lawrence shone brightly as he immersed himself in numerous community organizations from the Lawrence Chamber to 4-H where he touched so many lives of countless individuals and became an integral part of the Lawrence fabric. And whereas Hank's tireless efforts did not go unnoticed, earning him numerous accolades and awards, including the distinction of Laurentian of the Year in 2014. And whereas Hank Booth's eclectic joys from storm chasing to rhubarb pie to enjoying raw green onions dipped in salt, whereas it were an embodiment of his vibrant spirit and larger than life presence. Whereas Hank's spirit of service a deep-seated love of our community and a compassionate generosity that inspired not only those who knew him personally, but also generations of his own family, leading them to careers in medicine, education, as well as public service. Now therefore, I, Lisa Larson, Mayor of the City of Lawrence, along with my fellow commissioners, do hereby complain, um, proclaim October 10th as Hank Booth Day. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming tonight. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yep.
All right, on to item C, which is public comment. The public is allowed to speak on issues or items that are not scheduled for discussion on the agenda. Comments should be limited to issues and items germane to the business of the governing body. The commission will not discuss or debate these items, nor will the commission make decisions on items presented during this time. Each person will be limited to three minutes. Do we have anybody in the room that would like to have provide general public comment on items that are not on the agenda? Hello, my name is David Baston. Uh, just had a few. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, with the KU used to uh, fund the transit. I don't know if they the transit system. I don't know if they still do. I think it was used to be part of uh, tuition where they uh, took some of that money and then put it into the transit. I don't know if we still get that money or not. It doesn't say anywhere that we do or we don't. So that was just a question that I had. Um, and then I do see on our um, claims that we just are paying them $107,000 for fuel and $27,000 for a lease. So I don't know if they give us money also like they used to for the system or not. So that's just a, another question there. Um, and I did want to address the uh, focus groups and stuff and the community engagements that we were having. I know a few weeks ago they had, some of the people had spoke that uh, when we get the report back and you guys read through it that some of that stuff just doesn't show up there. So I don't know if you guys are addressing uh, some of those uh, concerns that uh, the business owners had and some of the people that go to those engagements. Um, I don't just would like a little statement on that if possible if that you guys are addressing those concerns that they had um, and I've asked in the past about um, if we ask our departments uh, if there are ways that we could save money I don't know if that's something that you normally do or not I just don't know um, yeah I don't know it doesn't really show anywhere any of that so that's just a question too if we do ask our department heads if they can see any place that we can save money so uh, then I had another question about I see that the police department buys a lot of firearms and stuff that we pay for so what happens to the firearms that aren't used anymore do you sell those and recoup the money and then put it back into our spending or do the officers get to keep them I don't that there's nothing in there about any of that either so and the same goes with the golf course I know we spend a lot of money on clubs and all that and I'm sure that gets they sell them so where does that money show back up in the in the, in our receivables so I don't I don't know uh, and then just to follow up on uh, if we're looking into any help for the seniors like an extension of the Homestead Act etc that Ms. Seller was asking you about that's it thank you guys thank you thank you <clears throat> Any other um, general public comment from the room? Hi. Good evening. My name is Linda Allen, and I am employed by Ernst Properties in downtown Lawrence. I've been in this position for six years, and during this time I have seen many changes um, in the downtown area. 
Perhaps the most threatening to the livelihood of downtown is the lack of customers during the weekdays. I see fewer and fewer people shopping and dining, and I've been discussing the reasons for this with my friends and my neighbors, and the reason that I hear most often is safety, or the fear of coming in contact with people who are exhibiting out of control mental health issues. From my own personal experience, I have been confronted by people on the sidewalks, in the parking lot, whose emotional and physical outbursts seem to be related to mental health or drug related. I have been threatened, followed, harassed on numerous occasions for no apparent reason other than I am in that particular spot. I have been afraid to go to work. At our buildings, young employees, customers, and visitors have been verbally harassed as they enter or leave. Individuals often hang out around the alley or the breezeway that is next to our building and yell inappropriate comments to these children or young women who are employed as they leave. And they are afraid. We have, and then we have the actual police calls because we have had people with weapons fighting each other or just intimidating foot traffic downtown. It is very apparent that the lack of customers is related to the fact that customers do not feel safe. They are afraid. I represent the retired yet active element of the community. More and more of my friends have told me they are no longer feeling safe to go to the library. There was an incident there today. They don't shop downtown, they don't park in the parking garages, they don't visit the parks with their grandkids, and they don't walk on the trails, and these are for the same reasons. Many of the same people used to volunteer at the community shelter, the senior center, the library, or hand out hygiene kits to people on the streets, but not anymore. We are afraid, and the loser in this situation is not just the businesses, it's all of us. This community has been a very caring community, but the reality is Lawrence has changed, and we ask you to hear us and make this a top priority. Thank you. Thank you, Linda. Any other general public comment? Good evening, uh, my name is Dan Hughes. I've worked at Sunflower Outdoor and Bike Shop for 34 years. Sunflower has been a uh, iconic retailer in the downtown Lawrence footprint for 51 years. And uh, I, like Linda, have some concerns about downtown in general. Uh, I have long preached at Sunflower that we sell experiences. We sell bikes, we sell hiking boots, but really what we're selling is the ride through the woods or the hike around Clinton Lake. And um, I feel like the experience that we're selling in downtown Lawrence right now is chaotic and unfriendly. Um, my business mentor, David Milstein, who founded the business in 1972, told me that if retail was easy, everyone would do it. Um, so I think it goes without saying that retail is hard, brick and mortar retail is hard, and it's getting harder every day. And I seem to spend more and more of my day, every day, uh, policing the colorful characters that either are out on the streets when customers come in and ask us to call the police, or inside the building, um, I don't know what the kids call it, I think it's called a whippet, when you uh, take a hit of nitrous off your Cool Whip can. I had an individual do that in the middle of my store last week, under the counter of the cafe. I've had to clean up jars of uh, 
urine out of our dressing rooms inside the store. I've been downtown for 34 years, and uh, this is the far, by far the worst I have ever seen it. So I don't know what the solution is, but it seems to me that uh, it's getting worse every day. And if it's something isn't done, you're going to end up with really no retailers and no people coming downtown. It's unsafe. Thanks. Yeah. Any other general public comment? Good evening. My name is Zach Snyder. I'm a local businessman. Um, the closest property I have to here is the old Sonic property here in North Lawrence. And I have grave concerns. Um, I grew up in this community. I've lived here my whole life and the direction in which it's currently going. I think each of you need to know how it personally affects people. Okay, for me, last week that was me being assaulted, spit on three times by an individual. Um, before that, it was property crime after property crime. $14,000 of damage a copper stolen from the outside of my building that I personally get to pay for. The amount of feces, the urine, the amount of disrespect, the amount of criminal trespasses that I've had to issue that, and take time away from business just to focus on the basics so I can bring other revenue and taxpayers to town for their businesses that want to use that property. It set me back personally because of the things that have transpired. And I would ask each and every one of you, as a person that loves this community and has grown up here, what we can do differently and how we can address this because systematically it's gotten a lot worse. And it's gotten a lot worse daily for all the local business owners that it's affecting and it's, it's costing them from changing their business hours to how they operate to what it is they're having to focus their time on. You know, when the, you ought to be focused on running your own business and, and your own entity, instead you're focused on your own safety and the safety of those around you. I would like to also end, end with my elderly mom has spent her whole life here. My dad was director of psychology at KU. She used to bring us supper every evening we're out on the job sites working. That ended over here in North Lawrence. It ended on a day with somebody we previously ran off the property. A, a, a previous gentleman that said he was gonna come back and beat us with a pipe, okay? Nine times out of 10, I, I ignore that. Well, guess what? He came back with a pipe to attack us when my elderly mom was there. She now doesn't feel safe being over here and visiting us unless we're there because her safety and her well-being is of concern. So I would ask each and every one of you to think hard about what you can do and how it personally affects everybody in this room and, and what we can do moving forward because the current path is a path that needs change quickly or it's going to be irreversible. You have businesses changing hours. You have business owners from every direction reaching out to you. I personally haven't come in here until now because it's personally affected me so much. The first couple times I can stomach it. But why don't you pull the, the police record just for that Sonic property and look at it for yourself and I think it will open your eyes. Thank you. Thank you, Zach. You know the general public comment? Good evening, Commissioners. My name is Brad Ziegler. I own the property at 900 Mississippi, which is Big Mill Restaurant. And I'm here to talk about a couple of instances. Uh, one was a month and a half ago when I had an individual that was beating on my glass, threatening to kill customers, uh, trying to get in the front door. I was physically keeping him from getting in the door. The police were called. They did finally come. Uh, they issued a citation. I went to court. I got subpoenaed along with the other officers, and this individual, uh, before I could speak, 
to, to the judge, um, I was told I can go home because he's going to get probation. And I said, well, he's on probation. So they gave him more probation. So not a deterrent to that individual. The second situation I'd like to bring up is last Wednesday, and this is kind of embarrassing to say on TV, but a person, two people were performing oral sex on each other across the street from Big Mill during the daytime. Uh, we had children in the restaurant. People were moving their kids away from the windows. Police were called. Uh, the officers told my manager that they weren't going to arrest the individual because she didn't see his, well, five other people did. They came forward and said, yeah, we saw everything. They still didn't arrest the person. They said, you need to go speak to your city commission. I don't know who's directing foot patrol officers or, or officers on the beat to tell us to go talk to our city commission. I don't think they're coming up on their own. It's confusing why these things are, get, the buck is getting passed down the line. And it's the business owners that are dealing with it on the front lines. So as everyone else here has said, I mean, we're fed up. If it, we need more space, if it's, if it's not enough room in the jails, then maybe we should be looking at adding some more, even outdoor facilities to our, our uh, detention centers. Not all the homeless people are causing the problems, but the, the few, 25% of whatever bad apples that are causing the problems are ruining it for the people that really need help. And they're going to discourage people from wanting to help those people more. Because everyone from all different businesses is being affected. It's not just bars and restaurants. I mean, it's vacant properties. So I know that you've heard all this before, but I would hope that we can get some clarity on why laws aren't being applied equally because of whether you're having a mental issue or you're on drugs, that shouldn't be an excuse to violate the law and not be punished. So that's all I have. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. Good evening, guys. Uh, Ryan Cruz, uh, owner of Select One Security. I own a property at 300 Locust uh, and a rental property at 922 Kentucky. Um, 922 Kentucky has been a little rough with the the uh, vagrant issue that we have at the corner of 9th and Kentucky. There's a house there that uh, we've got quite a collection of um, of um, vagrants hanging out, and um, you can most likely get any drug you want in that alley at any 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. of the day. Uh, that's been a struggle for me at my rental property. Um, 300 Locust, we uh, spent about a quarter of a million dollars fixing up. Um, Bart, I appreciate you coming to our grand opening. Thank you. Um, we were we were on the property for about a month. I've called uh, I've called the police about four or five times just Friday uh, as well. Uh, we had a gal come into our property. We asked her to leave. She dropped her pants and peed in our parking lot. We called the police. We couldn't do anything because the police didn't see that individual do it directly. I'm an owner of a security company. I got we have nine cameras on the property. I could have showed them what happened. Uh, we, didn't, we weren't given that ability. I ask of you all how many people can we serve? I don't think that's been answered yet. How many people are we gonna serve? How many can we serve? I understand that we have to help people. My second question is, what are we gonna do? We're, we, all the business owners have been up here talking about safety. 
what, what is going to happen with the people that we continue to have issues with because they're just back on the street again? And that's another question that really nobody's answering. Uh, is it the police department's fault? Is it city commission directing that? We, we just want to be safe as a, as, as a public whether it's North Lawrence, whether it's downtown. I just saw an incident that I uh, had to pull some video for the police at Biggs Barbecue with the owner out there being, being assaulted as well on Friday. Uh, and I think, I think Doug will come up and speak uh, of that and let you all know. But it's, it's happening in West Lawrence, it's happening in East Lawrence. I mean, it's not just downtown and North Lawrence. So safety in our community right now is kind of a struggle for everybody. And I just hope that we can come together and figure something out on that. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Any other general public comment? Okay, we'll go to Zoom. Chris Flowers. Hi, um, this is Chris Flowers, and I just want to say, um, to start off, that isn't it interesting, since you changed it so the public can't make um, comment on the consent agenda, we now have the city putting everything on the consent agenda. I, I, unless I'm wrong, I believe there wasn't anything scheduled on the regular agenda. The city put it all on the consent where people can't talk about it. So I, I would just like to make, point that out. Um, also, um, just hearing the people talk about the homeless issue again, um, I'm just wondering, have we done any kind of study like looking at the crime data for downtown over the past few years? like? Is the crime actually going up, or is it just people are are more aware about it? And like, if they see something, it's just you know where it might be more exaggerated now. Like, I, I'm I'm just very curious if there's any actual data that shows how much crime has gone up over the past few years downtown. And also, when someone was talking about people having sex um, earlier. Here's, I have a question directly for you all. If, where should homeless people have sex at? If you are a homeless couple, will they allow you to have sex at the homeless camp? Will, I mean, can you have sex if you're living in an unsanctioned camp? Like, are, is the city's, like, I mean, if we're gonna say homeless people can't be having sex in public, should the, shouldn't the city be saying where they can have sex? Or is the city's stance is that the homeless people should live a life of celibacy or find a way to pay for a hotel? Um, I believe there, I think it's Amsterdam. There's some, some place in Europe, though, they have a public park where they allow the public to have sex in it. And part of the reason is they also allowed um, prostitution there, and it gives um, the prostitutes a cheap place to go and have sex. And so I'm just thinking, I, I've, I've put out the public sex park idea before, but if we had a, a park where we said, hey, it's okay to have sex here, maybe the public would, or maybe the homeless would go there and then not be doing it in other places. So I would just want to throw that, oh, and if you want to talk about part of the homeless problem, it's the war on drugs. Like, if all drugs were legal, people could just go 
go to like the store and buy it and you want and the cost could get down like people wouldn't be turning to fentanyl if they could get oxycontin for cheap and if you ended the war on drugs you could end just like let everything go. thank you chris thank you chris go down thank you chris lawrence accountability Michael, you're breaking up. Lawrence, I want to clarify a little bit of issues. I'm breaking up. Isn't that interesting? You got the right people out of the room, and now you're going to have your conversation without us. Can you hear me now? How about it? Can you hear me yep. or not? Yes. There you go. So you got a bunch of homeowners and business owners in there talking tonight, and I see we don't want to put it on video. So that's fine. I'll stop my video. That's fine. You don't need to show me. My point will get made. You have a, a business owner out there that came in there hollering about property that's been damaged and people been shitting on his, on his property and whatever. But I'm gonna tell you right now that that property owner at 1003 or 1015, I think it's 1003 North 3rd, field Sonic out there. That person has laid claim to all the grassland around that property and is telling homeless people he's gonna kick their ass if they're on that grassland that isn't even his. And I know this. So when we're gonna talk about all the business owners being upset, let's talk about the violence that gets portrayed toward the homeless people as well. And there's one of them right there. Because there was a situation where a homeless guy got assaulted on his property by him and his people, came back with a pipe, honestly a bad decision, but the guy's gotta stand his ground, right? He goes to jail for assault when he was the one that originally got assaulted by people overextending their illegal property boundaries, similar to the way the city does. So how about we get everybody off of everybody else's property and leave the fucking homeless people alone? Any other public comment on Zoom? That's all the comments, Mayor. All right. Bring it back to the commission. On to the consent agenda. Items on the consent agenda are considered under one motion and approved by one motion. Members of the governing body may remove items for separate discussion if desired. Members of the public may remove items identified as quasi-judicial for separate discussion if desired. Members of the public will be limited to three minutes for comments on those items. Is there any member of the commission that would like to pull a consent agenda item? Mayor, I wanna pull D6A. Okay. Is there any member of the, the commission that would like to pull the quasi-judicial judicial item? Is there anybody in, in the public that would like to pull the quasi-judicial item that's on the agenda? Anybody on Zoom? No, Mayor. All right, bring it back to the commission. Move for approval of the consent agenda with the exception of D6A. Second. I got a first and a second, all in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed passes five to zero. Uh, Mayor, I just would like uh, staff to talk to us a little bit about D6A. So we got, you know, a light agenda. I think it is an important project. Um, so uh, not that I have anything critical particularly to say, but I, I think there is someone on staff who's prepared to talk about it. Yes. Good evening, um, Omar Mali, uh, senior project engineer with MSO. Uh, so this is the city hall reconfiguration project. This is phase one of a three-phase project. 
the overall scope of this work is to phase one is to uh, do a pre-design and semantic design uh, for the city hall. Then once we're done with that phase, we will be moving to uh, design development and construction documents. Then the phase three will be construction. This agenda item again is for uh, phase one only. So this is pre-design and semantic design uh, for the city hall. Um, more than happy to answer any questions you have. And I just want to be clear, this is specific to this space, City Hall. Yes, so we are uh, in our scope of work, it's drafted, uh, it's listed as to analyze the needs of the City Hall and all the departments that occupy this building. And the uh, consultant will be looking at other options just in terms to be uh, do a full and through study of uh, comparisons. And once we are done with this phase, we will have options, hopefully, um, including this building, and then it will be presented to the community and um, also the city commission to make a decision if there's a change of uh, or other selections. Thank you very much. Sure. Any other questions for staff? Then we will open it for public comment from the room. Any public comment on Zoom? No, Mayor. Bring it back for discussion and a vote. Again, Mayor, I just think it's a very important project and, and want to draw attention to it. We've obviously we've mm -hmm. budgeted for it and uh, we think it's important for our staff and uh, there's more choices than this one, but it's important uh, for us to just take a moment and acknowledge it. Thank you. Nothing else, I'll entertain a motion. Move to authorize the city manager to execute a professional services agreement with multi-studio in the amount of $129,750 for planning and design renovations of Lawrence City Hall building project CM1-00001. Second. The first and a second, all in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Passes five to zero. Okay. We are now on to commission items. I would like to have um, get some response from staff about some of the items that were brought, brought up during public comment. Let me go back to my notes. Um, David. Baston. Baston had asked several questions about possible cost-saving measures in the transit system, um, KU transit system and how it pays and the claims that were paid out to KU for fuel and for leasing. If we could get some response on those requests, I'd appreciate it. Okay. And, and then the other one is more of a general one in that, you know, past um, few or several um, meetings we've had um, businesses and individuals come up and talk about enforcement um, regarding the situation in the downtown area as well as throughout town um, and I would appreciate it if we could get some sort of response as to what our policy is or is not we keep hearing that it's commissioners who potentially tell police not to do something or ask talk to your commissioners I'd appreciate some sort of response okay on the first one, Mayor, just so we're clear, you just want us to provide a response um, to Mr. Bastion directly, or are you wanting something to come back to you? I would just, I mean, you can provide it directly to him. Okay. That's fine. You can get contact information. I know you've got a lot of questions. We're happy to provide all those answers. Yeah. And, 
I have the contact. Okay. okay. Yeah. We've communicated. Okay. That's all. Any other commission items for folks? I have a couple. Um, just wanted for the calendar for just to note for November 9th, um, the legislature has a, a special committee on homelessness. It's only a one day special committee, um, but it's be good for us to have that on the calendar if there's any eyes or ears of city staff. November 9th, yeah. So it's only a one day special committee and the agenda's not up yet. I don't imagine the agenda will be available to probably close to it and it may not be as robust as we think it will be, um, but it would be nice to have designated staff attending that um, committee meeting. And then my second item, um, as a potential city manager's report um, item, I know it's been a couple of years since the commission um, made revisions to the rental inspection process. And so if we could just get a, a report of since the new process has been implemented, just uh, get an uh, update on the inspection activity, um, such as highlighting any um, prohibiting offenses if we have like those unusual offenses that are repeat offenders, not necessarily property, but what offenses are um, cited the most. Um, and then as far as understanding the complaint process, because um, I know when I was chair of the Human Relations Commission, sometimes we would get complaints about properties and that weren't related to housing discrimination, but just in general complaints about properties. So just what that channel looks like. And then for those complaints that are submitted, what percentage of those are substantiated and unsubstantiated? And that's all I have. Any other commission items? Um, we have the majority of you that are interested in that coming back. Yes, I would be. I didn't hear what you said, Sherry. Sure. Just want to make sure we have a majority that's interested in having that sure. come back. Yes. Okay, anything else on commission items? If not, we'll move on to the city manager's report. Item J, G, excuse me. The only two items are um, the ex parte um, uh, notification and uh, future agenda items. Okay. Any questions for Craig on those? Not this is a public comment item. We'll open it up for public comment. Any public comment on this from the room? Anybody on Zoom? No, Mayor. Okay, bring it back to the commission. On to the calendar now. Any calendar items need to be updated or changed or added? I did have a follow-up just to the question that was um, brought up about the November second meeting in November. Um, so there are um, two commissioners that will be traveling, but um, my understanding is uh, the vice mayor is not leaving until Wednesday, so we should have four commissioners here. So I don't, I know we, there was some conversation of whether we would have a quorum, but I, I don't think that will be an issue for the meeting. Um, actually, on you're talking about 14th. I think, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I might I might be missing that one because I don't know if I'm going to be able to be here. My, my plane's going to be getting in pretty tight. So. Okay. Yeah. So then we would just have three commissioners. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like we're going to get that after Thanksgiving meeting after all. 
So is that something you would want us to I'd, look at rescheduling? Yeah, I don't have issues if, if we had any ordinances on it. Mm. It would have to be yeah. a unanimous vote. I would yeah. think so. Ordinances have to be approved by three. Right. By th what? By three? Did yeah. By three commissioners. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, there's maybe three. I wouldn't know it at the moment. There was nothing on the future agendas calendar for that right. particular day. <laughs> well, we can always look at what's upcoming, talk to staff, and then decide at our next next Tuesday. Okay. Okay. I just my understanding was with the travel arrangements that we would have four here. Well, there'll be uh, three. Yeah. This is like my real work work so where <laughs> gotcha <laughs> okay yeah so okay so Thank yeah you. this is okay important. we'll we'll just <laughs> yeah i'll bring it up at the next meeting so we can okay. yeah if there's three of us that's fine and I, i'll be gone the last week of november okay okay anything else on calendar we'll move on if not Move on to I, which is executive session. Consider a motion to recess into executive session. I move to recess into executive session for approximately 20 minutes to discuss a personnel matter involving a city employee pursuant to the non-elected personnel matter exception, KSA 75-4319B1. Justification for the executive session is to protect employee privacy. The city commission will resume its regular meeting in the city commission room at approximately 6... 45 after the executive session is concluded second first and second all in favor aye. Aye. aye opposed passes five to zero we're in executive session for 20 minutes all right we are back from our executive session and have nothing to report on to the next agenda item, which is adjournment. Move to adjourn. Second. Got a first and a second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Passes five to zero. Have a good evening, everyone. Thank you.